0: Welcome to the Human Design Profiles, an entrepreneurship podcast. I'm your host, Chantel. I'm a 1-3 profile, a manifesting generator, a small business strategist, and writer for small business owners and service providers. This podcast is an active learning experiment. It's very 1-3 of me. I am so curious about how each of us entrepreneurs experiences that on an individual level, and also how we blend that with our self-awareness and, of course, our human design profile. Each episode is a profile of a human design enthusiast slash business owner who's here to share how their personal profile lines influence their business journey. And today I'm connecting with MK, a multifaceted entrepreneur leading young creatives into purpose and manifestation through coaching on one side of her business, and supporting new wellness entrepreneurs via branding consults, UGC, and virtual assistance on the other. In case you don't know what that is, that's user generated content. Have a listen while today's guest MKA24 shares her story while you read between the lines. MK, welcome. <laughs> I, uh, I know that this is going to be really great uh, for people to hear who might be just learning about their profile and just curious about how someone else experiences that. So tell us a little bit about. What being a 2-4 feels like for you?
1: For me, 2-4, I feel like is just on the nose. There's that phrase, it's like introverted extrovert, which I feel like everyone likes to coin themselves as, but it's like that on steroids. Like I really genuinely mm-hmm. feel like I'm such a people person. And Ever since I was little, I have been like a magnet for small intimate relationships, like in friendships and beyond that. I'm also known to be pretty shy and reserved a little bit, bit and really independent and like to do my own thing and find myself like gravitating towards like that alone time for my creativity for recharging like it's such a massive noticeable feature in my life and it always has been so whenever I found out I was a 2-4 that it was a light bulb moment for me as well as my father's a 2-4 as well okay. and so there's just a lot of similarities in the way we both have our mannerisms and like when we get excited about something, it's very similar energy and how we speak on it and how we recharge and um, also like are able to build such like a positive network pretty easily. So that was really cool to learn and um, experiment with. For those of you who don't know, the two is the the hermit the official language of it says the hermit and the four is like the networker or the opportunist depending on what you like to call it and I just definitely feel like I am someone that is able to seize opportunity and finds that through my network and again I'm a big people connector I think I've always had such a passion for it and another thing with like the hermit and line two energy that I have is it can be a like a naturally gifted line I would not have thought of myself as that but that's kind of what the whole line two energy is is you know not being able to pinpoint why or how you learned something or like mm-hmm. what knowledge you have because mm-hmm. I'm also a manifesting generator so I have my hands in every little hat and sometimes <laughs> things will just click for me and another thing with that networker with the line four, it, it's not necessarily like you're for the masses it's mm-hmm. very much excelling on that like one-on-one or small group setting and I've found that like in my business in my personal life
0: everything is definitely
1: very very prevalent
0: <laughs> that's fascinating thanks for doing such a deep dive on that I think you and I connected in a collab group so that mm-hmm. <laughs> is probably a place yeah. where you thrive and shine
1: Yeah, uh, whenever I found out that was like a thing, because I have my own podcast as well, I found out that, oh, there's actually groups for for this situation. And you can actually just talk to someone and
0: it not be like, yeah, that was just a a massive, yeah. That's interesting. The way you described it was almost like a, not a narrowing in a bad way, but almost like specifying, making a huge group more comfortably smaller for Mm -hmm. you. That's really cool. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's kind of what networking in general is that can be honestly a very uh, intimidating uh, idea for a lot of people like the concept of LinkedIn and uh, the fact that I feel like it's pretty common. commonly um, said now that like you know if you want a job you got to know someone to know someone to get opportunities and that can be really yeah intimidating but I think what I've on for myself at least that whole specificity is really is kind of what clicks for me if I can find an avenue or a vessel and just like go for it I really feel in my element there so uh yeah (laughs) yeah I definitely
0: feel that way yeah do you have two businesses or do you have one business with two sides
1: uh it's one business with two sides
0: yeah and do you find that like one of them indulges that networker side more and one of them indulges the hermit side more, or is it not a split like that?
1: I don't feel like it's split like that. I feel like for my own comfortability, I kind of split it like that, but I think ultimately I kind of act as one mm-hmm. with this. I honestly think my networker side comes out more, especially because I have a digital business mm-hmm. and it's all like virtual Whenever I'm working with brands or whether I'm working with one-on-one clients and coaching, that digital aspect is my avenue, like we were talking about. And I think that helps me, that four feel safe or that hermit in me feel safe to really explore like the network and really what's amazing about like being in the, the digital age that we're in now that there really are so many awesome tools to for, for someone like me a little too far to use.
0: <laughs> totally. You mentioned you're a manifesting generator. I am as well. Uh, And I love talking with other MGs about how they're currently balancing all of their passions and their interests. I'm especially curious how you do that within your business.
1: That has been such a massive lesson for me to learn. I think I've had to really unpack a lot of like conditioning around, you know, there can be a lot of shame put on people who are not just picking one lane and doing that for the rest of their life that confusion that can come along with like loving so many things but only being a single human you really only have this amount of energy to to get things going um and I've had to like decondition around you know not being able to finish stuff because I mean as a manifesting generator a lot of times we're meant to start stuff but we're not meant to finish it because it's not meant for us so having to learn to release things especially things that I loved like the idea of I was really passionate about and reconciling that in my head that like you can be both passionate about something and release it because it's not meant for you. So Mm -hmm. I think that was a big thing that helped me. Yeah. Just doing a lot of that inner work was pivotal in being able to show up in my business. I had a coach uh, a year or so ago. I was at a plateau or at a standstill in my business. And she was like, it just seems like you've shut something off and you're trying to like go one way and then the other instead of just being your full self. And mm-hmm. whenever she pointed that out to me, figured that. Out, at first I was like, I'm not doing that. Of course, I'm going after everything I want. But I true, there was an aspect of my life that I really was dimming a part of myself mm-hmm. instead of showing up. Mm-hmm. And I definitely believe how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so it, it boiled over into my business and my ability to show up put myself out there, which is a big part of being an entrepreneur and owning your own business is you have to be able to show up for yourself and for whatever you're offering. Mm -hmm. So I've had to make myself okay with being so multifaceted. That's like a consistent work because I I have to refine that because I'm so ever evolving. I'm always getting clarification on myself. So it's just uh, releasing the control and allowing myself to to really combine both aspects of myself especially like with the two four it it does feel pretty extreme on either end so being able to really just let it be
0: oh I love so much of what you said I say that all the time about how you do one thing is how you do everything so it's fun to hear that mirrored back to me (laughs) and have it come up I love that thanks um Tell me about how the two different parts of your business coexist right now. How do you balance both? And in what ways does that line up with the two four tendencies?
1: Yeah, so for me, the UGC is the user-generated content. So I'll go into that first. That is essentially being a content creator for brands, but you don't post to your own social media. You're basically being their videographer, photographer, and you'll do their trending sounds and it alleviates. The pressure on brands producing trendy content like that. You're putting in a little bit of work for them, and then what you pitch to different ones, and you can work with agencies and stuff. I don't work with an agency, I do all of that kind of admin stuff on my own. And then, as well as, I have a few branding clients. Branding is my background, and social mm-hmm. media content creation as well. I did corporate social media and PR for about a year, and then I've done a bunch of different jobs for the past three Very years. Very of you. I know, <laughs> like my resume is just a bunch of different things, it's like sales, marketing, all of it. I, I definitely have always loved marketing in general. So whenever I got the opportunity and saw that people were doing it on their own, I was like, oh my gosh, you can do that. I'm completely self-educated in marketing as well. So I got my undergrad degree in art kind of unrelated but also not design principles are very important but yes that's one part of the business that is pretty behind the scenes and i think that really plays to my my two profiles. whenever mm-hmm. i go through my cycle of energy and i'm in more of that like hermody i don't really feel like talking to people being in front of the camera or posting or whatever i can shift my energy towards my ugc projects towards the creative things that I do for clients because I will work with brands and help them with logo tweaks, help them get really clear on the start of their business. As someone who started her brand three and a half years ago, I know how overwhelming it can be to sift through everything. And I've realized what is important and what is not valuable, especially over time, like what can you always go back to? So that's what I feel like I've been able to Really hone in on and focus on. Mm-hmm. So that's one part of it. And then the other part is that coaching and that connectivity space. Again, I really love being able to work in that one on one container with people. So additionally, like I'm adding in yoga into the coaching. Because of course, I have to add another modality into my little ritual Rolodex over here. That's going to be a focus of my business on the coaching side going forward, at least for this next season. So yeah, that that really is my kind of whenever I want to put myself out there, that's where I would put my energy. Granted, at all points in time, I have to have my hand in every aspect of it, but I really love having this duality within my business. It doesn't make sense for everyone. I absolutely understand there's probably a ton of like business and marketing experts that are like, that's bananas. But this is so aligned for me at this time. And I have learned that whenever you follow that, everything tends to happen as it
0: needs. Yes, absolutely. I am curious now, are you an emotional authority or a sacral authority? big like emotional waves <laughs> that makes a lot of sense then how like even your emotional wave probably mirrors that 2-4 on that introverted extrovert balance that's really fascinating Absolutely.
1: I have the emotional wave I have the 2-4 I have the manifesting generator and then I don't know how many people look at the astrology of this but I'm Gemini with an mm. Aquarius moon and a Cancer rising so my Aquarius and my Cancer are pretty opposite as well I feel like in all of my charts there's a lot of like duality so it's always a roller coaster over here but kind of
0: fun of it yeah I know I I get that too I i related a lot to what you said about the resume like (laughs) it looks really random I don't know about you but I've been told like how many lifetimes have you lived already (laughs) you're only in your mid-30s and it just feels like you've had so many life experiences but I I just can't even comprehend a linear path it doesn't make sense to me at all Like I'm a little bit envious, but also a little bit turned off by the idea of it.
1: Right. And I think that's such like an interesting take to hear that because whenever I started my like human design journey, I obviously got all the charts of my entire family because obviously (laughs) our family dynamics are so crucial into our development. All three of my family members, my parents, my sister, they're all just generators. Mm. And so I can recall feeling like my entire life, like, there was just something which is different about me. And I like could never keep up the way that they could. They did things one task after another. And they vibed with, you know, you do one thing and you do it to the end. Granted, there's nuance to every situation and to everybody. But at the end of the day, I just, whenever I found out like that little aspect of my manifesting generator energy, I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. I had always been so turned off by the idea that like, supposed to go to college and just do the same job forever and then be miserable and all it like there was just things that people were resigned to Mm -hmm. and I was like I just feel like I want to have fun and explore and do all of these things so human design has honestly given me
0: permission to really uh, do
1: that and be okay with that and understand my energy is a little bit different here I feel like it definitely adds something.
0: Yeah. And I feel like we're so well suited to entrepreneurship in that way. I made sure to make my branding and my business specific enough that it communicated a clear message, but not so specific that I was hemmed into the same services forever. I kept it just wide enough that it could shift with me over time and I wouldn't have to completely rebrand every time because I also have a background in branding and I was like, well, don't need to be designing a new logo every six months. That's a little much, (laughs) but Uh it's nice to be able to have that freedom to evolve and grow and not actually have it seen as this 180 that you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. Like It's nice to be able to focus a little bit more on this side of things. And then on that side of things, I don't know how you experience it, but for me, I feel like sometimes I'm a little unsure of, you know, have I fully exhausted the passion for this one thing? It feels like something's on its way out. I'll get like a sense of that, but determining the actual end of that passion when it's like, no, it's time to put that away and be done with it is a little less easy for me. I find I still push myself a little further than I should when the passion for something has gone away or I'll think, oh, enough time has passed. I can bring that passion back and it's going to be fine. Especially when it's like a money-making thing, right? (laughs) That's tough because I've had a lot of services that I've closed that were still making money.
1: Yeah. Those external motivators are really hard to shake sometimes. I feel you on that too. Because uh, I get very attached to things. And I think that's part of like that emotional authority in me is just like, I, I like, loved this. I don't want it to end. Mm-hmm. But there tends to be signs of like, you're getting frustrated. You're getting upset. Like, it's just not it for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, being able to like, listen to your intuition, listen to your body and listen to how things are manifesting is so key. And every time I release something, something 10 times better has come in its place. And I think that was such a big lesson for me in life was realizing that whole idea that like, if there's already something taking a place in your life, you're not going to get the thing that you want. If you want a certain type of friend or support system, if you have like a friend or support system in your life that's draining you, like you don't have the capacity the same same thing applies in business like if you are putting your energy towards one thing and it's just not flowing for you then you have to kind of look what you might need to release Mm -hmm. and it's so much easier said than done but that's what I love about human design it's this life it's that you're, you're experimenting and you're learning. It's an ongoing deconditioning process. And like I have dove into a ton of tools that I've learned over the years. I'm certified in Reiki, hypnosis and uh, NLP and oracle reading. Like I've gotten all the certifications, so I have all of these tools that I'm like, okay, something's happened. I need to this uh, <laughs> reframe it, all of that, and I also love what therapy helps too. But of course, uh, yes, we love. Therapy. I would say that would be. I know, right? It's you know, where would we be? Where would we be? <laughs> it's just ongoing learning, and mm. it's over time. If you don't figure something out, you will be shown like a circumstance or a situation that blows up beyond your control, and you know you will be shown the the lesson you need to learn. So, figuring out ways
0: to spot it beforehand is really helpful. Absolutely, you mentioned that needing to hermit and needing to recharge. Did you find that when you were taking those different modalities? Obviously, you're building like a toolkit for yourself, but. Do you feel like you were able to layer on maybe different rituals that now you use that way? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Rituals and routines was such a crucial aspect of my evolution in my healing journey and, you know, learning about manifestation and being able to just find myself in general and just embrace who I am. I took one course that was mostly all about rituals and how rituals can relate to business, which was really awesome. And I still use those rituals to this day. Meditation, journaling prompts, affirmations, stuff like that. So I'm just a lifelong learner. I always got my nose in a book or a course or something like that. I'm always looking for ways to develop myself. So I, I really think that I'm just naturally driven to to find tools like that. I have friends that call me like a little computer because I just file away these little things. And again, sometimes it can be hard for me to explain how I got there. I've definitely been able to build up what works for me. And I think as a manifesting generator, it was important to let go of the narrative that you have to do the same routine ritual every single day. I tried that so hard because that's what I was taught by a a generator Mm -hmm. and I just could not do that I mean it just was not it for me and so finding out a way to make a ritual work for you and that it can be as big or as small as necessary there's not really any right or wrong way to do it I think just the intention is the biggest thing Mm -hmm. intention followed by action I think is important but yeah that's realizing and allowing myself to just do whatever ritual works for me that day.
0: Do you find that you revisit your rituals regularly or do you find that you just naturally flow to what you need at this point?
1: At this point, I feel like I naturally flow to it. Whenever I was first learning about meditation or learning about, you know, shadow work journaling and even human design with the deconditioning process and all uh, the stuff to think about it was a little bit harder to navigate, and it can be very overwhelming for someone who's just kind of getting into this space and who's just curious about <laughs> it. But honestly, after releasing the control that it had to be a certain type of way, I think that helped me a lot in being able to listen to myself and what I need. And I have been in such repetition of practicing these things for years that it, it's just okay. You know what? I feel really good today would be this like meditation. Or whatever, and I'm able to back and forth, weave through as needed. The number one question I ask myself whenever I am in a funk or in a plateau or impasse in passing my business or my life is that like, you know have Have you done your meditation and journaling in any time recently? The answer is nine point five out of ten <laughs> times is I haven't. It. So it's really nice, and it also is really helpful for me, especially as a four line. I think I have developed strong relationships and friendships that uh, are you know centered around that and centered mm. around growth mm-hmm. and so like I, I have one friend that I met through that ritual program and she's my go-to girl for that stuff she's the one that'll ask me like okay you're feeling this way you know how I you ritual like, no, I love it. so it's it's whenever you kind of put your focus towards Um, this kind of the stuff that lights you up in that way I I think it attracts people that'll help you get there
0: that's a really beautiful four-line expression to have discovered
1: the tendency over my life to have like friendship issues or situations or dramas or whatever be at like a forefront of Mm. my life because I'm such a connector and connections can be so uplifting for me but on the reverse it can be really devastating you know so being able to take control of that get in the driver's seat of that and with awareness has been so helpful and it's all about a learning experience and I'm so happy to like have found like the green flags in people and opportunities Mm -hmm. now because those are what I look for and it helps me not go back to a version of myself who I don't
0: recognize, who was not seeing um, things for what they were. What a powerful self-realization. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. One thing you said way earlier that I was curious about was about how you're incorporating yoga into your coaching. How are you planning on incorporating those things together?
1: The biggest thing that I do with the one-on-one is not throw a bunch of tools at people we go off of what are you struggling with it'll depend on what issues are happening that I would like you know I think this would be a really great tool for you to you know explore Mm -hmm. because I I definitely struggled with like my body image issue as well as I've always claimed that I'm just this big air sign like ghost just going through (laughs) life and not ever feeling super connected with my body until I started practicing yoga I never was able to make that connection and Feel really empowered by it and really appreciative of my body. So that is something that I would definitely focus on is more of like a, a healing a- aspect. I am mostly doing a focus on a thirty day challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have one coming out at the end of this month. Magic in motion. You just you use yoga and journaling and intentional thoughts to really help you navigate the stress of every day. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm starting with it. It'll depend on what service and stuff I'm offering at the time, but I will be doing videos. I will be doing recommendations. My Instagram is about to be flooded with just me doing a bunch of little Mm -hmm. tricks. (laughs) What's so fun about introducing something new into my business is really seeing where it can land. There's so much momentum at the end of this year now. So it's really
0: exciting. Thanks for expanding on that. I am Always curious about how multi-passionate entrepreneurs fit each parts of their passion into their business. And obviously I think manifesting generators in general, were a little bit allergic to a prescription, which you alluded yeah. to earlier on, like, like it's not a one size fits all kind of thing like it has to be able to flow and change and grow as you grow you're at the beginning of this journey with incorporating the yoga and like you're going to try it out and see where it where it fits best for each individual client I like that idea
1: I'm excited to marry them together and like honestly even with the branding aspect of my business like I don't claim to be the gal to go to if you're looking to like increase your followers or I'm not even a self-proclaimed marketing expert by any means. But what I do know how to do is I know how to sit down with someone and help them get grounded in what their brand, you know, the roots of that, which honestly leads into a lot of the things I talk about with my coaching clients as well. It all all fits together. together. Do you find that the evolution of your business has really been just so like different, but has also like had similar undertones and led you to where you're at now?
0: Yeah. Something I read about being an MG one time was that like, you're going to skip steps and you're going to jump around and some of the avenues aren't going to make much sense in the moment, but then later you'll see how those threads connect. I have full circle moments like that all the time. (laughs) I actually started my business journey in yoga, and then it was in branding that business and creating a website for that business that I became a web and brand designer. And then through designing for clients, I did like over a hundred websites in four years and I worked with so many clients. That's what led me to finding a way to support that isn't necessarily in terms of delivering a product of delivering a brand suite or delivering a website of copywriting, but instead doing a lot of that foundational work, all of that draws from my previous background before I was an entrepreneur, which was in teaching. And mm-hmm. it's funny when I left teaching, I never thought that I would circle back to that, but yeah. I was teaching when I was teaching yoga, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I was teaching when I was explaining why we need to have this in the website or like why this is an important component of your brand. And now I've, looped that all together again and now I'm writing when I was nine I wanted to be an author and I didn't realize that there was such a thing as nonfiction. I don't think at that age and so Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to write novels or possibly an editor and words were going to be my thing and it's only now when Uh I'm like I guess I write for a living now and that's what I was doing them. There's like cycles upon cycles upon cycles. Although everything feels so different. This hodgepodge of experience. Every iteration does build upon it. Just not in a sequential way. There's no way I could say this is a regular trajectory. From wanting to be a writer at age nine to writing now. Because I've had so many different evolutions. Sometimes it feels like they have to catch up to me
1: right no? right like it's like hard to like have everything like
0: fit at the same time sometimes yes, which can absolutely. be really frustrating
1: that's why I think it can be like misconstrued that like the manifesting generator energy is faster and quicker than the generator when in reality a generator and a manifesting generator will finish at the same time even though the manifesting generator will Technically, speed ahead first because they'll have to come back and forth and side <laughs> to side. And then you'll end up at the finish line at the same time, but with right. completely different experiences. So mm. I think that's very, very true. And it, I know that like this energy can stress out so many people. I don't know about you, but for me, I've stressed myself out with that idea. But for sure. I definitely- <laughs> like it's you just kind of have to go for the ride and enjoy the navigating I mean it's funny that you said you wanted to be a writer when you were younger I also had that passion but Mm -hmm. I whenever I was really young I wanted to be a fashion designer and it's funny because I work with fashion brands now in my UGC Mm -hmm. so it's just very interesting how it's like oh I get to do that and like allowing yourself I think Manifesting generators really like thrive when they can play and like allow themselves to really just be their little inner child.
0: So, (laughs) yes, I definitely feel that Mm -hmm. for sure. The lining up of it is a definite challenge. Like, when I think of it that way, the analogy that comes to mind is me driving a stick shift to try and get across the country to go to an audition when I was 18. It was painful, (laughs) like, I made it there, but it was rough (laughs)
1: Um, at what cost
0: you know (laughs) what cost yes (laughs) all the stops and starts you know yeah Um, yeah. it's a big challenge and a lot of it comes down to us as mgs having to trust that anything that feels like an off-ramp is actually serving that greater whole
1: I think there has to be a lot of reframing around this because I mean it's truly a a generator's world especially I feel like in America things are set out to be pretty linear and Mm -hmm. if that's not your natural way that that can you know cause a lot of like strife internally and externally so being able to feel very grounded in who you are Mm -hmm. and be able to rely on your core and um, stand true to that even if you have outside things maybe trying to tell you different Um, I think that helps a lot, especially if you got that emotional wave, it can be easy to get knocked off, but you know, it's being able to really get grounded is helpful. Mm -hmm.
0: Is there anything that you found in your human design learning journey that has brought you to that place of grounding? Is there any resource or anything that you'd recommend? I mean, to start off, I would say first thing I did was I just followed a bunch of human design
1: people online. I -hmm. found it really helpful to learn through small bites of information, memes and stuff like that were really, really helpful for me. Mm -hmm. And that kind of got me curious enough to get the first human design book, which was is more of a like guide to a chart and stuff like that. So that's what my journey was, but I think it's, you go to whatever seems to click for you first. Like I think in human design, people tend to say that, you know, you should do your, like your authority and your strategy and your type first, which is a great place to start. I believe I started with there as well. Um, but profile, um, actually really quick for me I was able to relate really heavily with my astrology which I've been into astrology for like 10 years so that's what really resonated with me at first too 99% of the time you will read your chart or or see the aspects of your chart and be like this makes sense why I am so yes um, I definitely think for me just going on Instagram finding people that talk about it and saving those graphics um also, in with my line two, part of it is that that need to verbalize <laughs> anything that you learn to like really understand and integrate it. So, what I would do is anytime I would learn these things, I would go um, look up the same information about my friends. So, mm-hmm. I'd bring them information about themselves. Um, which kind of invites them into the conversation and allows me to synthesize. Mm -hmm. So I do think it just depends on what your learning strategy is and your own type and your own profile. But I think Instagram is a great place to start. More and more people are providing really good takes and um, little bits of information.
0: Yeah, I did that too. For me, the parts that resonated the most were my profile and my type. Those were the most affirming. Mm -hmm. And also my determination. I'm direct light. And I'm absolutely solar powered. (laughs) And that was like, oh, that explains a lot about my life. No wonder Mm -hmm. I never wanted to take that basement apartment. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think it's, yeah, finding those little bits that make sense. When it comes to like human design or astrology or something like that, it's kind of to me like the nature versus nurture aspect. So I feel like your design and stuff is like your nature. And then obviously your upbringing and the nurture and stuff of the world kind of shapes you too. So there might be nuance as well, but it's just uh, such a fascinating journey whenever you use it as like an exploration Mm -hmm. and see what works for you.
0: Yeah, that's a lovely segue into exploring the custom affirmation cards that I'm holding. I've got the 2-4 deck in my hands. This deck is by Glow Glow Juice HD. So let's take a deep breath in together. And release the card that came up for us today is it is safe to do things my way on my own time. I know my time to shine will come. How can I boldly claim my own space today? Yeah,
1: absolutely. We were talking about that mm-hmm. earlier really too. Doing things on your own timeline and truthfully like. And there's so many people that would not understand the ups and downs of my day-to-day. That you got to do what makes sense for you and allow it to be different. Mm-hmm. And not let any of like the chatter elsewhere or the chatter in your head about what you should or shouldn't be doing take you away from that. Like really, really listen as much as you can to what works. Like mm-hmm. one time after a night of drinking and fun, I was out with my friend and my boyfriend and... We had gotten those like scooters. We only lived like less than a mile from where we were at. So we're like, we could totally do this. So I was still scared of doing it, but I got one and they were like speeding ahead. And then my boyfriend was trying to like come back, help me. And I was like, no, I'm going to do this at my own pace. And that's kind of the ongoing joke for me is I really genuinely, like, I don't want someone to try to speed me up. If I am trying to learn or navigate something or plan something or whatever, I have to do it at my own pace or it's not it for me. So like a funny, really standout moment. So, <laughs>
0: <you for> <laughs> <laughs> I know that this conversation is really going to stand out for people listening and they'll want to connect with you. Where can
1: they do that? They can do that on my Instagram. So mm-hmm. there is, um, my Instagram is it's mks, So it's m.k.s. That's where you can find all of my little aspects and facets in one place. And then you can also find my podcast Instagram at It's in the Kaleidoscope. And then if you are looking for just UGC or brand consultation, then you can go to Cataline CC. That's Cataline Creative Co. So mm-hmm. those are the three places you can find me. There's Lovely. a lot of ways to, to get in touch.